Welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. For those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your three funniest friends, which is us. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is a very special episode. Wow. Wow. Um, you guys, the midterms are on Tuesday. It's in like a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so soon. Uh, so we wanted to put out a special episode where we just highlighted some of the races that we're really excited about that mm-hmm. we're watching obviously just go vote even if yeah. you, none of these races are ones that you can vote in go vote well like because like i think that we all after 2016 polling in today's polling i feel like we need, just need to vote anyways because the new york times reported that there was a 15 percent chance that donald trump would become president and then he did yeah so yeah but on the bright side um, early voting has already early voting as of a, a week before elect on before Tuesday um, was already surpassed all of early voting in I think 2016 yeah. or 2014. Oh, definitely but it 2014. Is, yes. But yeah. it's it looks like a presidential year. They're saying yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of fun things going on on election day. For those of you who are in the city, New York City, of course, and just want to or just want to follow along with us on Instagram, we are running an election day bus. Uh, it's going to be so fun. We partnered with New Balance and Rock the Vote. We'll be picking people up at polling places, dropping them off at fun locations around the city. And we'll vice versa. Ha- and vice versa. You could We could pick you up at a fun location, drop you off at a polling place. It's really up to you. Yeah, or even if it's not your polling place, again, this is really about participation and showing that you want to be engaged and yeah. that you are engaged and that you want to be you know, part of something really big. So feel free to get on the bus. You don't even have to go to your polling place place feel free to meet us outside take a photo if you have to go to work we understand yes but really just share it yeah and we're gonna have fun activities on the bus trivia mm-hmm. signs yeah uh, all and of then, the above and and then music music and it'll be ending in a happy hour at slate where we can all just decompress from the last two years and try to <laughs> drink away our poll anxiety <laughs> and yeah. get drunk before watching the results, the results. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which we will be broadcasting on our instagram as well yes. Insta story right we're yeah brian and sammy and i are all going to be watching as much of the results as we can we are getting up at six o'clock in the morning to be on the bus Earlier. and then we're going to be drinking starting at 4 p.m <laughs> and then the polls come in at like nine so i can't st- I can't speak for what state we will be in, but we will be on Insta Story. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a total mess. Yeah. I know. Like just a sleepless wreck. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's just like being a news anchor. I was thinking about, I was like, Mika and Joe must wake up at 4.30 in the morning every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, they probably don't go to back to bed like yeah. after their three hours. Well, no. like they like, they, they've been around long enough where they like have locked down their times. I think about like the, the Casey Hunts or whatever, who's like on the weekends, but then she's also on Morning Joe as a correspondent, and then she has like her own show like later that day. It's like, when do you sleep, girl? But Maybe whatever. she doesn't need as much sleep. Yeah. Okay, so 
let's get started. Yes. We're going to. Oh, wait, go to betches.co slash bus for all that information. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the yes. critical part. Very yeah. important. Okay, so we're going to start by going through the Senate races. We have each investigated a race that we're going to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing Senate, then House, then Governors. So, yeah. Brian. And each person that we picked, we've. I, I mean, this is at least a rule for myself. If the Democrat wins, we take a shot for it. Yes. Yes. So see how yes. many shots we have to take. Yes. Exactly. In the following episodes and on this story. Once yes. again, who knows what is going to happen with this story? <laughs> That's why you have to tune we in. We are going to be delirious. We're going to be fucked up. Maybe we'll even get really risky and go live. Oh, oh my god. My god. Who, who knows? Wow. Listen, just make sure you're following at Betches underscore step on Insta to see what the hell happens there. Yeah. yeah. So the race that I, the center race that I looked into was one that we all love mm-hmm. across the country. And especially in this office, it's the Texas Senate Senate race of Beto O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz. It's my favorite race. I know. So actually, earlier today, uh, Ted Cruz tweeted two basic cues every reporter should ask Beto today. One, should the caravan be allowed to cross illegally into Texas? Beto refuses to answer. And two, did his campaign dollars illegally fund their campaign to do so? Is he saying that? He, he funded think, the yes, caravan. Yes. The Beto? caravan doesn't cost any money. What is it wrong no, with everyone? If they had money and it was funded, they'd be taking a fucking plane here. Yeah. Right? Like they would not be walking thousands of miles. Right? Where is the down, money going for yeah. the caravan if everyone is walking? They would be on a bus. <laughs> Flat tires. <laughs> right? Paying for extra like, time. <laughs> Listen, as people who recently got a bus, you can get a bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we know firsthand you can get a bus. Yeah. Um, and so when he got like, there's like obviously no evidence of that. When people ask, reach out and ask him about like his campaign about this tweet, they would not respond. Also, he like, they're just going to apply for asylum. They're not going to actually. Also, that is not illegal. You can apply for asylum and that is a legal way to get an entry into the United States. Yeah. So both points. He, this just goes back to the fact that the Republicans are race baiting and using immigration to try and get win yeah. the elections. But anyways, and Ted Cruz, um, who's a Latino himself, I know. It's unbelievable. So Raphael, Raphael. What's cool Cruz. about O'Rourke is that he's raised twice as much money as Ted Cruz and has raised more than any other U.S. Senate candidate in history. He's raised a whopping seventy million dollars. <gasps> wow, that oh. is a lot of fucking money. Donald Trump could use that to pay back some of his loans. Yeah. <laughs> And so now there's an Emerson College poll that says that there's a three point difference between the in the race and Mr. Cruz is leading by three points. But we're not really focused on the polls, as we said, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's well within the margin of error. Yeah. Uh, and it does not take into account the people who don't ever vote in independence. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. And just like as we can all assume some of their stances Cruz is uh strongly pro-life he opposes same-sex marriage and there was that attack that killed three people at Planned Parenthood and he said that the simple and undeniable fact is that the overwhelming majority of violent criminals are Democrats (sighs) terrible in 2013 he voted against uh hurricane relief for Hurricane Sandy (laughs) however when his during Harvey he voted for hurricane relief so hmm Interesting. He urged Donald to get out of the uh, Paris Climate Accord, and he defended Trump's um, the Trump administration's policy of separating migrant children from their parents. So basically, as we all knew, 
He's the worst. He's such a bad man. He also opposes the legalization of marijuana, but believes it should be decided by the states. So, okay. Okay. I once met him, and if anyone wants to stalk my Instagram, you can see a the photo. Dead cur- with him? <laughs> yeah. Or of him? That's so no, funny. No, like, we, they were in a photo together. Well, it, what was interesting <laughs> about this is that I, looking at, like, their pages or whatever, Beto is obviously mostly on the opposite side. He, 100%, he has a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood. He supports marriage equality. He supports efforts to combat global warming where Cruz thinks that climate change isn't real. He says he rejects the scientific consensus about it. Um, basically, they're on all other sides of the aisle. But what I thought was interesting is Ted Cruz and Beto Rook are basically the same age. Really? They don't look it. Yes. Beto, oh Beto my God. O'Rourke is 46 years old. And Ted Cruz is 47. Wow. Ted Cruz wow. has always looked maybe like old. Is that what it is? Or he doesn't look like that old, but I think this is a weight thing. Yeah, maybe like, that's what it is. He launched immediately from looking... Vi- like, if you look at videos of him when he's, like, younger... First of all, if you haven't ever Googled the video of him performing in his college's uh, rendition of The Crucible, please do it. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. <laughs> uh, but he looks, like, very, very young in all, like, college things. And then I think he went to looking, like, immediately middle-aged and like kind of old and ted cruz is one of the candidates that like rose with the tea party yes and looks like he literally was in a frat yesterday yeah he's he's in a rock band he's hot he rides a skateboard i just keep saying about this race is like ted cruz is obviously so fueled by the fact that he's like the most disliked person in the world like that's obviously what fuels him Mm -hmm. and i think he's kind of like this weird troll who wants to get back at like kind of everyone who was always mean to him like i think i see that in ted and so it just gives me so much joy to think that like this hot cool guy who's in a band (laughs) is just gonna skateboard in and steal his entire life (laughs) well if you remember earlier in the in the year they the republicans tried to run an ad against him basically like and Beto work was in a band. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And like, Be- yeah. And Beto is actually one of, is currently serving in the Congress, in the House of Representatives. Yes. Um, but if he loses, obviously he will not be. Someone else is running for that seat. Yeah. But who knows what will happen. He's clearly a rising political star. He is a rising political star for show. And this is a point you've made to me a bunch of times, Brian, but like the fact that he's even on the ticket and doing so well makes it better for like Democrats across the board in Texas. Yeah. And he's just paving the way for us to get a Democratic yes. senator in Texas. Like he's showing yeah. that it can well, be done. And like, like it's people who never voted for it, but want to vote because they want to vote for Beto will vote down ballot all Democrats, bringing along a lot of Congress. And I'm sure a lot of young people, who, young didn't, people. who don't vote will. Yeah. yeah. There's even an account dogs for Beto. <laughs> yeah. So even the dogs are for him. <laughs> um, Elise, what about you? What's your Senate race? Okay. So I am, I picked another uh, Southern Senate race that I wanted to highlight. I'm talking about the Tennessee race between Republican Marsha Blackburn and Phil Bredesen. You guys might remember this one because this is the one that Taylor Swift got involved in. She broke her political silence to come out and support Phil Bredesen. This is a race between two people who want to replace Bob Corker, who's one of those Republicans who stepped down because he was like, well, Trump, I don't know what to do with Trump, so I'm just quitting my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this race is super interesting because it's considered really competitive, but it is in Tennessee, which is obviously a deep red district. Marsha Blackburn has... A significant-ish lead in the polls right now, but again, it's all within that 
margin. Remember, New York Times said 15% well, chance of Donald Trump winning. Yeah, so exactly. It's like when we look at these polls, you kind of have to realize that like those margins are like when it's this close, what it really means is like anything could yeah. happen. Pollsters yes. are like weathermen. They yeah. are wrong a lot of the time. And yeah. then you get mad at them for being wrong, even though you know that they have the potential to be wrong. Yeah. Like, so this is definitely within that margin. We we could see either way. So just to talk about Bredesen for a second, Phil Bredesen was the former governor of Tennessee. He was very popular. He was elected in 2002 and then reelected in 2006. He's also the former two-term mayor of Nashville. Um, he's kind of running as like an independent-minded centrist. You have to do that in Tennessee. Yeah. One thing that he did that, you know, I don't love is that he came out in support of Brett Kavanaugh, which it's like, you're not even in the Senate now, so like, why? You know, like you could have like, like I'm gonna let you finish, but you didn't have to say anything. (laughs) Uh, That's weird. So that was like one kind of thing that happened in his campaign, but... Let me tell you about Phil Bredesen's opponent. <laughs> because if Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha Blackburn. Let me just go down. I was like, let me look up what she believes in. Because I was looking up Phil Bredesen's stuff. And I was like, okay, he seems like a pretty centrist Democrat. He's not. I, I can't find any cool videos of him skateboarding. He's not like engendering a ton of energy in me. But let me check out his opponent. And... Wow. Just wow. Okay. Marsha Blackburn is staunchly pro-life. She supports Trump's initiative to build the wall. In 2009, she authored a bill saying presidential candidates should have to show their birth certificate. (laughs) Who had just been elected in 2008? Obama. Obama, of course. Does she think that presidents should have to show their tax returns? She's mum on that subject. She apparently has no problem. Until we have a Democrat who won't show their tax returns. Yeah, exactly. Um, she report, uh, she supported efforts to repeal the Affordable Care Act. She rejects the scientific consensus on ch- climate change. She opposes net neutrality. She opposes same-sex marriage and voted against repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. She voted against the Violence Against Women Act when it was expanded to include people regardless of sexual orientation. Boo. Uh, she yeah. voted against the Employee Non-Discrimination Act, which said that employers shouldn't be able to discriminate against LGBTQ people. She has a 0% from the Human Rights Campaign, <laughs> which is an LGBT rights organization, and a 93% from the NRA. Sounds like a real ho. So Marsha yeah. Blackburn sucks. <laughs> Not to like, sucks. <laughs> yeah. the word. Marsha Blackburn sucks ass. So it's Damn. like, I'm, I'm, I'm against violence against women, but only if they're straight. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's okay. like, oh, no, I actually think that like trans women and lesbians should be subject to violence. Yeah, like that's, that's such an insane. Right. Like that's not even saying like they shouldn't get married. It's like they should have violence committed yes, against them. Exactly. It should be, it shouldn't be illegal to harm them. Like that is a crazy <laughs> position to have about any group yeah. of people. Yes. Well, that's why she earned her 0%. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's a hot, hot 0%. Yeah, <laughs> my God. Human rights. If, like like that, you are a human. <laughs> I mean, that is just so fun. Cause, and that's the crazy thing is that, So she had voted, she was in the House at this time, and she had voted for the House version of the Violence Against Women Act, and then when the Senate added language to 
expand it to people regardless of sexual orientation. That's like that's when she was like, well, now I'm out. Like she, <laughs> that's just like whack. She's horrible. So at the end of this podcast, I think the three of us should vote on who the worst candidate. Is. Yes, yeah. I actually do love that. Um, yeah. So the, my, I would like to put forth. Marsha Blackburn. And one good thing that I will say is that early voting totals in Tennessee so far have like far and away exceeded everything that we have seen. Um, Taylor Swift, obviously she got out the vote. She posted again saying that she voted for Bredesen. She voted early for Bredesen. So we shall see. I would love to keep Marsha Blackburn out of the Senate. She's a hot contender for one of the worst people ever. She really sucks a lot. Okay. Zero percent. Yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> like you've never done anything <laughs> for the right ever. Yeah. Truly so bad. Yes. Sammy. Okay. My race that I chose is the Arizona Senate race. Um, one in which you have two women running, Kirsten Cinema, the Democrat, versus Martha McSally. Mm-hmm. They're competing for Jeff Flake's seat, another uh Senate member who <laughs> just I mean, he's retiring either because he is a coward or he wants to be president or he just does not know what to do. about well, Donald he's, Trump. he's like the worst of he's like worse than Bob Corker because now he's going on like the view and being like, I shouldn't have voted for Kavanaugh. I, oh, I regret it. I'm like you fucking asshole. Like, what are you doing? But what are you gonna do? About, there's nothing you can do about it now. I'm he's sorry. Yeah, I, I want to make it about him, but let's not. Yeah. Um, okay. So as of Friday morning, five thirty-eight com is giving slight odds to cinema, like 57.4% versus 42.6% for McSally. Uh, however, I have seen polls that are giving McSally a slight edge mm-hmm. and Arizona has not elected a Democrat to the Senate since the 1980s. Wow. Um, so let's start with Kirsten cinema. She has been a representative in Congress since 2012 she also is known as a more conservative Democrat and has voted with Trump on some immigration issues. Um, namely, um, she stated she wants a tough but fair path to citizenship and she revoted, she voted with the Republicans against abolishing ICE. Um, she supports... She supports Roe. Um, she's received a hundred percent lifetime rating from Planned Parenthood. She is one of the she's the first openly atheist and openly bisexual person to win a major party nomination. Hey. And if she wins, she'll be the first openly bisexual person to serve in the Senate ever, which oh. is like pretty exciting. Yeah. Um she is pro LGBT rights, as you can imagine, because it's a personal issue for her. <laughs> um, and she's pro con- gun control. The NRA gave her a 29% rating and the gun owners of America gave her a D, which is like not that great. <laughs> um, and okay. So McSally, on the other hand, has been a congressional representative since 2014. She is an interesting character. She actually served in the Air Force and she was the first female fighter pilot to fly in combat once they lifted the ban on female pilots oh, wow. in 1991. Well, respect. Right. Well, <laughs> I, will, I will tip my hat to that. Yes. Well, Trump also respects her because in his endorsement of her, he was like, oh my God, she's a pilot. Now she's a represent. She's strong on crime. She's strong on the border and our under, under siege Second Amendment. Um, loves our military and the vets has my total complete endorsement. So you know that she's the worst. Um, She is pro-life, except in instances of rape, incest, and for the health and safety of the mother. But she has also voted to defund Planned Parenthood 
and for a ban on abortion after 20 weeks. So uh, she's the she's the one that was asked, like, um, can't we just talk about the caravan when someone asked her about health care? Is that right? Wasn't she? Really? Yeah. Someone was like interviewing her and she's like, come on, guys. Can you talk about the issues that matter? Let's let's talk about the migrant caravan. The caravan that's thousands like, of miles what? away of people on with babies foot. on foot. <laughs> They're walking. Yeah. They're walking here. They're months away. I can't. Weeks away. Weeks away. I can't. Yeah. So she, um, yeah, she's in, she's in favor of repealing the Affordable Care Act. She has supported DACA in the past, but she's actually trying to hide that now. And um, she's obviously leaning into restricting legal. She wants to restrict legal immigration, increase border spending, and provide indefinite stay for dreamers, but not a path to citizenship. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, not amazing. It, that seems like worse to just have yeah. them. You can stay here, but you are not. You're on just the, like your second like, class citizen. Like why? It just seems weirder to not because it's like. Because the whole thing is that they're like, well, these people don't pay taxes or whatever. And it's like, but if you grant them full citizenship, then they have to do all the stuff that citizens have. It just seems odd. Well, I mean, they, they were, do pay taxes also, but that's Well, if they yeah. were citizens, they would vote and yeah, that would move true. the electorate to being more colorful, so to speak. And that yeah. would uh, they would vote her out. Yeah, but also yeah. not if like not if one party decided like oh we're not just gonna dick them over constantly <laughs> you know what i mean like well that's I, their personal choice <laughs> i know it's just I've, I've heard this many times that it's like it's so funny to me because i really do feel like hispanic voters could be up for grabs with a lot of like like there's like a lot of religious stuff there like there's a lot of like natural conservatism in those cultures and it's like if they just would maybe not be such complete assholes to them well i've seen they a lot could of have them yeah i've seen a lot of polls that are based that basically all say that the hispanic vote is not as as democratic as you would assume yeah because no, it's they not. don't really feel like the democrats speak to them no i mean my cuban family members are all very i mean it's really varied but we've got a lot of like really republican people but in general like it's just well, that's why like in 2012 when obama was running for president he was trying to really appeal to latino voters because at the polls seemed that that these people might be deciding this election. So you saw people like Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush campaigning for immigration reform. But as it turned out after the election, they realized that they weren't as big of a block than everyone thought they were going to be. Yeah. They're just not doing all the same thing. Yeah. They're like, there's a lot of disenfranchisement too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a complicated situation, but she doesn't really, st that that's why someone like her can kind of get away with walking this like fake moderate line. Yeah. So, okay. Kirsten, we, we hope you win. Yeah. yeah. Kirsten with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move to um, the house? The yeah. House? Okay. Yes. So we're all going to highlight some house races we're into now. Brian, do you want to start us off with yours? Yeah. So I'm taking on NJ07, which is my hometown district. Um, currently serving is... Republican Leonard Lance. He is the incumbent. He's been serving since 2008. Um, he's one of the Republicans because New Jersey is such a Democratic state. Like in 2016, even though he won the district uh, like by like 10 points or something, Hillary Clinton won that district. So yeah. we, Hillary Clinton won the Democratic part of the district, but Leonard Lance, a Republican, won, which is interesting. Um, he's basically been trying to, so he's been trying to distance himself from the president a little bit. He's saying his personality is vastly di different from Donald Trump's. And then this year he voted against the Republican tax bill and the effort to 
uh, repealed the Affordable Care Act despite voting against it in 2009 and trying to repeal it on multiple occasions. So basically, Leonard Lance is one of those people that flip-flops and just goes with whatever he thinks that will get him elected and not using his core values. I mean, like, they all do that, but, like, yeah. some worse than others. But this is, this is like, a really bad example of it. Um, yeah. And that's the interesting thing about New Jersey is that, like, it's, it's pretty... It's, it's a gerrymandered state. And so this district runs, like, close to um, New York City and then goes all the way to Pennsylvania and runs down the Pennsylvania border. So it gets like a lot of, you know, liberal and more um, rural voters and not rural. Not that rural voters can't be liberal, but I mean like urban yeah. versus rural. <laughs> yeah. And so he's running against Tom Malinowski, who's the Democrat. Um, he is a former Obama administration official and he was a top official at the Human Rights Watch. He was actually the secretary of state for human rights in the Obama administration. Um, he immigrated from Poland when he was six and he hardly criticizes the president's coziness with Russia because, you know, he would know about it. And as well as Leonard Lance's ties to the Koch brothers. He take, um, Lance takes a lot of corporate funding and his wife is a VP at J.P. Morgan. Um, when it comes to the polling, it is a very close race. It's uh, most all, all of the polls show like a 1% difference either way. Wow. So wow. this Did is you like vote in this. I've already voted. Yeah, I voted um, early voted. Uh, we can give you a sticker. Yeah, thank you. I voted for Tom Malinowski. <laughs> Surprising. So Leonard Lance doesn't believe that in gay marriage. He voted to he voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He generally opposes gun control and has a 93 percent rating from the NRA. Um, he does believe that climate change is occurring and that human activity is a contributing factor, but is uncertain how much is attributable to humans. And he has a D rating uh, when it comes to marijuana legalization. Fun thing about New Jersey is that it's well on its way to becoming legal there. Yeah. Um, Which means it's legal in New York City, essentially. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom Malinowski decided to run for office because of what he called the Trump administration's effort to take down the ACA with no viable replacement, the Muslim ban, and the, all the attacks on immigrants, and how it was tearing up our alliances across the world. And he is very pro-environment and wants to get us back in the Paris Climate Accord. So basically... Leonard Lance doesn't think gay people should be able to get married and he doesn't no want to do anything about gun control or environment. So if you care about those two things and you live in NJ07, which is all of Hunter County, Essex, parts of Essex, Somerset County, New Jersey, you should vote for Tom Malinowski. Yeah. I'm going with Brian to canvas for Tom Malinowski. Yeah, that's true. This weekend. Oh my gosh, yeah. fun. It's going to be a whole thing. I'm going to take the train all wow. the way to New Jersey. Wow, um, you are a big Brian's girl. Brian's going to pick me up. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's going to be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Knock on some doors. Can you cover that on the Instagram story? Oh, of course. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, of course. Amazing. I will be taking so many selfies. Yes. Good idea. Um, all right. Shall I pick up with the house race that I'm highlighting? Yeah. Yes. So I'm talking about my hometown as well. Uh, I wanted to highlight Virginia's 10th district where Republican Barbara Comstock is defending her seat against Democrat Jen Wexton. Uh, this is considered one of the most likely seats to be flipped. Uh, obviously, we don't know anything until, you know, election is in. But this one's looking like... Barbara Comstock is going to lose her seat. Uh, she this is this would be if she won, it would be her third term in the House. Uh, the district was won by Hillary Clinton and Obama, so it's like a pretty liberal district that has a Republican rep. 
Comstock herself kind of tries to walk a moderate line, but at the same time, she voted with Trump 97.8% of the time. Uh, one of the most, one of the ba- major times she did break with Trump is that she voted against repealing the Affordable Care Act. But she was also on the New York Times' list of representatives who received the most money from the NRA. She had gotten over $137,000 from them, which in a state like Virginia that has kind of like shitty gun laws and has experienced a mass shooting before at Virginia Tech, it's like so irres- to me, I'm just like, this is so irresponsible yeah. to be in the pocket of the NRA. Also, side note, this is neither a point for or against, but she is the wife of my high school vice principal. <laughs> <laughs> he was honestly chill to me, so I can't really. So it's was, not personal. Yeah, it's not personal. Um, his name was Elwin, and he let me get out of some pretty serious parking violations my <laughs> senior year. So, so like, I mean, if Elise is not supporting. No his wife well elwin's not on the ballot yeah (laughs) it would be different um and she was also in the hills 58 most beautiful people in 2016 but that's neither here nor there (laughs) this is just supplementary information for me to give to you her opponent jen wexton is a former prosecutor and was elected to the virginia state senate in 2014 in a special election um i just wanted to highlight a couple of her Policies on education. She supports funding for public schools and has sponsored bills to create a student loan refinancing program, which would give students the opportunity to refinance loans and create a resource for borrowers and oversight on loans. She also supported bills to help victims of campus sexual assault. This is a really big deal in Virginia because Virginia has a lot of colleges in it. Mm -hmm. Like just like literally just think for one second. Like about how many colleges truly are in Virginia? The University of Virginia. The University of Virginia. Virginia Tech. Virginia, Tech. Um, Virginia sure Commonwealth Vir- University. William and Mary. William and Mary. Wow, it's very Bradford. Popular. JMU. Yeah. GMU. There are many. Like there, there are just a lot of colleges, of some of which are private, some of which are public in Virginia. So this is a very like Virginia specific view that I think is important. Um, on guns, she voted in the state Senate for universal background checks on closing the gun show loophole on banning bump stocks and to keep guns out of the hands of domestic abusers and convicted stalkers. I Great. That sounds like that a nice sounds idea. Really good. Mm-hmm. That those all seem like reasonable things. And on the environment, she was awarded the Sierra Club's Legislative Hero Award for her work to protect the environment. And on her website, she says that if she was in Congress, she would work to adhere to the Paris Climate Accord. So sold. Sold on Jen Wexton. Um, I unfortunately don't vote in Virginia anymore. So I did not have the opportunity to vote for her. But I did donate to her campaign and I'm excited to see her ascend into the house of representatives. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Babs, but sorry, Babs. Goodbye. Sorry, bye. Elwin. Yeah. Sorry. I got to get off that congressional but, uh, health insurance. But honestly, she's been in the Congress for a long time. I'm sure Elwin is feeling neglected. He's at home. Like, like stay maybe, at home husband. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I guess he was the vice principal of my high school. Yeah. But like, maybe they, maybe they'll use this time to reconnect. Yeah, that Um, sounds nice. Okay. (laughs) My race is the Iowa 4th District with, honestly, I think, I personally believe this is the top contender for the worst person in the world or that we're going to discuss on this podcast. (laughs) Worst person in the world, honestly. No, I'm going to read some things. Okay, so you have Steve King, noted racist and white supremacist Mm -hmm. versus J.D. Shulton, 
Um, right now, King is projected to win 47% to 42%. Um, basically, Steve King, although he is now sort of being criticized as being too white supremacist to, to be acceptable. Just now. <laughs> just, just literally just now. Um, he was Ted Cruz's former co-campaign chair. Mm-hmm. And it seems that he has been a whack-ass racist for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Even though for some reason it's just coming up. Um, even the uh, NRCC chairman, Steve Stivers, is against him. Basically, he's like the Republican chair. And, he's and Steve's he usually stick together. Steve's typically <laughs> flock together, <laughs> but not in this case. Um, let me just give you a little bit about Steve King. So, I mean, in terms of his positions, he's like obviously pro-gun, but like in the most the most extreme way. Like he opposes closing the gun show loophole, which would reduce the amount of background checks and access to guns from people who do not get background checks. Um, He's obviously anti-abortion. He's anti-LGBT. He led the attempts to repeal the ACA. He voted against Hurricane Katrina aid. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. God. (laughs) Wait, we're not not even there yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Okay. He's anti-climate change. He has a Confederate flag on his desk. Um, he says that white people are the superior culture, and oh then he God. walked that back and said that Western civilization is the superior culture. But That's we know a what dog you mean. Whistle. Yes, exactly. He refers to Obama by his middle name, Hussein. Obviously, very <laughs> in a racist attempt to mm-hmm. cause people to turn against him. Um, when the Parkland shootings happened, he criticized Emma Gonzalez, and he t- tried to tie her to communist Cuba because mm-hmm. she's Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, right, because she had a Cuban flag on her jacket. Yes. And here's a comment that he made in 2013 against undocumented immigrants. For everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another 100 out there who weigh 130 pounds, and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. My God. This is the kind of guy we're talking about. Is 130 pounds... That far outside the, I don't. I think he's saying that they are light, but their calves are large. Like, <laughs> I'm like I'm picturing a very thin man with extremely yeah. large, like calves. a Popeye esque. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, how much weed is that? Like so That's much. I don't know. He's, the, the man's all weed. Seventy hundred and thirty pounds of muscles. Seventy five pounds of weed. Yeah. That comment. St- I mean, even amongst all the crazy things he's said and done, that quote stuck out to me. As just being like, like you really must have a picture of these people in your head to be like their calves are the size of cantaloupes. Yeah, like, that's like a lot. Like, Very yeah. strong calves, thin, thin tiny, man. tiny man, strong yeah. calves. Yeah. So this guy is like really racist. Yeah. Like he's openly racist. The, the reason he's getting criticized now is for meeting with like the Aus- Austrian white nationalist party and like aligning with them. Um, we got to get this guy out. So if you are in the Iowa 4th District, vote J.D. Shulton. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Right? Damn. Damn. Okay. Um, well, he's up there as very bad. He's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're going to do just a quick governor's lightning races. round of some governor's races. I'm really excited about these governor's races, you guys, because... One of the things we've talked about a lot is how like everything is gerrymandered and it's making it, it's part of the reason it's like really hard. Like the chances of the Dems winning the Senate is really difficult. But if we win back the governorships, 
mm-hmm. they can undo some of that gerrymandering. So, Brian, who are you looking at? So, I'm looking into the governor's race in Wisconsin, which is um, uh, the Democratic. The incumbent is Scott Walker, Republican Scott Walker, and the uh, challenger is Democrat Tony Evers. We may remember Scott Walker from his short-lived presidential bid in 2016. Um, he was out of there real quick. And Obama happens to be campaigning in Wisconsin today. So, yay. yay. So, some background on Walker. Um, Walker signed a 2011 state budget bill that defunded Planned Parenthood. <laughs> on July 20, 2015... He, uh, Walker signed a state law banning abortion after 20 weeks, including in cases of rape or incest, but ex- but excluding when immediate danger existed to the life of the mother. He has, I think, a 0% from Planned Parenthood. Um, <laughs> Gorgeous. I love yeah. the 0%. I love a 0. He has a 100 from the NRA. Wow. He has. He opposes the ACA. He has stated that protecting our border with Mexico is our first priority. Interesting because he lives in Wisconsin. Um, He's against same-sex marriage. He thinks legal immigration should be slowed. Um, Yeah, he is proposed funding cuts for clean energy and other environmental programs. Um, He wants, uh, he's opposed the Obama administration's carbon footprint reduction efforts. Uh, so he, yeah, um, he's not the uh, best, but he's also the only governor in Wisconsin history to face a recall election, and he was the first governor, sitting governor, I to remember win that after yeah. a recall election. Um, something about Tony Evers, <coughs> excuse me. Um, he started his career as a teacher and eventually became a principal, and now he is the superintendent. He is a former cancer survivor and would remove Wisconsin from a national lawsuit which seeks to overturn the ACA. Um, he's running a pro education and pro infrastructure campaign. There's actually like not as much information about him either, but <clears throat> so the Wisconsin went for Trump in 2016 by not that much, by not that much. So everyone thinks that the Democrats in Wisconsin were like appalled and stunned that that happened. Mm-hmm. So they were like very riled up I was. Yeah. Um, and are very motivated to go vote. So it looks pretty good for Evers. He's leading in the polls, but it is within the margin of error. So Wisconsin students who are listening, mm-hmm. this could like really be you guys. Yeah. yeah. Get on it. Yeah. My uh, my boyfriend sent in his absentee ballot good. to right. Wisconsin. One of our freelancers did the same thing. Yeah. So we I know of at least two people who voted against Scott Walker yeah. in Wisconsin. I was the witness on this ballot. I signed it. I saw that also covered on your Instagram mm-hmm. story. Yes. Um, A lot okay. of election content on at Pandelese. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's time. Um, okay. I'm going to highlight a race that we've talked about a lot on the podcast. So I'm just going to do it kind of quickly. But uh, Brian Kemp versus Stacey Abrams for the governor of Georgia. Uh, if you guys go back, there's an episode called Why Won't Republicans Let People Vote? Where Brian, I think it's me and Brian, yeah. go pretty in, go more in depth on a lot of like what's been going on in Georgia. So I'm just going to refer you to that and keep it pretty quick here. But um, Stacey Abrams is the current minority leader of the Georgia House of Representatives, and she is the first black female gubernatorial candidate from a major party and would be the first black female governor. There's an amazing video of Oprah going door to door campaigning for her this Mm -hmm. week. She also gave like an amazing speech. Uh, 
Abrams has been leading a lot of get out the vote efforts. She's super progressive, which is kind of she's one of these people that they're pointing to uh, saying, like, you don't you can run a progressive campaign in a southern state and that's okay. Her opponent, Brian Kemp, is the current secretary of state of Georgia, and he is currently under fire for putting 53,000 voter registrations on hold from a majority black voters and was heard in a leaked audio tape saying that he was concerned about how many people were coming out to vote. A federal judge sided with the ACLU against his signature match voter ID law. And Stacey Abrams called him a remarkable architect of voter suppression. Um, I want him, I think of all these races, I want him to lose the most. Yeah. Because of how hard he's trying to get people to not vote. Yeah, that's like, it's just so frustrating to me that it's like, you clearly don't believe in the validity of what you're saying if you're going to try to like manipulate how many people can vote and cheat. And like, if literally you're biggest fear if the biggest impediment to you getting elected is that people go to the polls and vote like you shouldn't even be a fucking candidate exactly so that's all i have to say about that race yeah i want to see stacy abrams win very very badly for multiple reasons but also like it's insane to me that we have never had a black female governor but we have had two governors that were former professional wrestlers like that is just something <laughs> that is upsetting to me personally yes, that's valid. Well, former professional wrestlers are usually white men so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly it's just like so. a little correlation okay okay and not speaking of racist candidates who want to suppress the vote the mm. florida governor's race ah! yes this is Ron DeSantis, the republican versus andrew gillum um, 538.com is giving Gillum a 75% chance of winning and I love this guy so much he first of all he, great. he has the best com- he has the best comebacks like I've ever heard mm-hmm. um, and okay so let's I guess like, maybe we should. I love the southernisms to his comeback. Yeah, yeah, like they're all like idioms. And Hit dog yeah. will holler. Yeah, never wrestle with a pig because you yes. both get dirty. And yes. the pig likes it. Likes it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's like really good. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with him. Andrew Gillum is currently the mayor of Tallahassee. He's been endorsed by Bernie Sanders and received financial support from the corrupt George Soros and mm-hmm. Tom Steyer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running a fully progressive fl- platform, which I think is one of the things I like most about him: Medicare for all, fifteen dollar minimum wage. He wants to raise the corporate tax rate. Um, he called for Trump's impeachment. He opposes Florida's stand your ground law. And he calls for the removal of Confederate monuments, which stands in deep contrast to Steve King's flag that is on, on his, desk. his desk. Yes. His opponent, Ron DeSantis, oh. best known for his support of Bialisa's aunt. Yes. Best known for <laughs> denouncing my relative <laughs> publicly. <laughs> yeah um and for his ridiculous ads where he's like having his daughter recite make america great again yep. yeah, and build gross. the wall so um gross. he has some really shitty positions like repealing the aca opposing all gun control he's received an a plus from the nra and he supports armed guards in schools which sounds like a financial um incentive for the nra yeah um and he's very anti-LGBT rights. He opposes DACA and sanctuary cities. And he is another one who has a, been a, tied to and supported by white supremacists. But he's kind of like a dog whistle guy. Mm-hmm. A little, he's a little more he's subtle. He's not Confederate flag on the desk guy. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, he's like, oh, Confederate monuments are legitimate because yeah. it's history, like blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, so 
as Andrew Gillum said, so he made the comment that we shouldn't monkey up this race, mm-hmm. um, referring to Andrew Gillum, who is an African-American, obviously. And Andrew Gillum's response to that was, I'm not suggesting that he's a racist. I'm just saying that the racists think he's racist. Oh, um, so good. He was also a speaker at conferences organized by a conservative activist named David Horowitz, who has said that African-Americans owe their freedom to white people and that oh, also shit, their the previous enslavement yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> and he also and that guy who DeSantis supports and praises also said that the only serious race war is against whites mm. <laughs> mm. okay so <laughs> I, I can't i can't <laughs> so, all right I love Andrew Gillum. My yeah. mom voted for him already. Yay! Because she lives in Florida where her vote finally counts. It's so exciting for her. Um, and yeah, that is that is the governor's. Yeah, so voting is important. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and like we said, we will take shots for these people as they win. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, maybe <laughs> if they lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Wait, so who do you think is the worst? Oh, who's the worst? I, I think it's Steve King. Me too. We'll see. I kind of feel Ted Cruz maybe because oh, he true. supports Steve King in his race. Right. That's Yankees. true. Ted I Cruz forgot that Ted Cruz was even in the right. mix. Ted right. Cruz has a larger reach. If maybe He's if more his, name recognition. Maybe if yeah. his reach wasn't as big as Steve King, Steve King would be the... Steve King is probably the worst. But I, the fact yeah. that Ted Cruz can affect more people's lives, I feel like makes him a little worse. Yeah. It's really tight. And yeah. still supports Ted Marsha Blackburn's not that great either. No, Marsha really Blackburn's awful. quite bad. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I personally will say like on a moral standing that Steve King yes. is the worst, but I agree with your assessment that Ted Cruz has more of an ability to like harm, yeah. <laughs> could create right. harm for more so, people. Yeah. I think Ted Cruz is probably the rational answer, but the emotional answer is Steve, Steve King. King. Yeah. Although Marsha Blackburn. Yeah. I mean, Marsha Blackburn did just change her vote on the Violence Against Women Act when it was expanded to include gay people, which the, is extremely fucked up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, right. That is deep. It's also, like, oh no. I mean, Ron DeSantis is like a Trump kiss ass, which yeah. makes me really hate him too, but I I really feel like we got to give it to Steve King. Yeah. Just the things that Steve King has said in public. Like that mm-hmm. he doesn't even that he doesn't even know not to say it out loud. Right. Like, <laughs> like he's very far gone. Um, um there yeah. there was like Two quick things I just wanted to like highlight so fast. One, if you are in Vermont, you have the opportunity to vote for the first trans governor ever. Mm-hmm. Her name is Christine Hallquist. Very cool situation there. And uh, I wanted to shout out a SUP fan uh, named Kelly who told us about a state Senate race that she is working for in Southern Brooklyn. The candidate's name is Andrew Gordard. Gernardes, it's G-O-U-R-N-A-R-D-E-S. And he is for state senate in southern Brooklyn against Marty Golden, who is the last Republican senator in BK. Good work, Kelly. Nice. Good job, Kelly. Um, okay, I just wanted to mention one thing regarding, like, in case you have any issues at the polls. Mm-hmm. If, for whatever reason, you arrive at the poll and you're not registered or they tell you that you can't vote, this is what you should do. You should say, I request a provisional ballot as required by law. And then you should not leave until they give it to you. Yeah. And I think that there are sometimes poll watchers who you can go to mm-hmm. if they don't, if there's an issue. There's um, also a hotline you can call. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but if you go to our voter guide, it's in there. Yes. Go to betches.co slash midterm vote. Midterm, midterm vote. vote. Yes. Um, one last thing. We have a new shirt on sale <gasps> at wow. shop betches and it says, 
Kamala, Michelle, Elizabeth, and Ruth. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's all your favorite people. If you could have a dinner party with anyone in the world. That's who it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go to shop Betches. Get that shirt. That's As so good. always, if you go to Betches.co slash sup sign up, sign up for the sup email. And if you refer friends, you will win prizes. Go to yeah. referral.betches.com to sign up for that. Yeah. And if you're in NYC, Betches.co slash bus to find out the schedule to hang out with mm-hmm. us on election day. Exactly. And I just realized that I put an extra R in Gunardes's name. So that's G-O-U-N-A-R-D-E-S. <laughs> I put an extra R in there and I just want to make sure that anyone in Southern Brooklyn who's listening has all the right information. Thanks, Elise. Thanks, Elise. Mm-hmm. So Great. everyone go vote. Get your friends to vote. Get your friends yeah. and parents to vote and siblings. Get your parents and parents, siblings, all of them to vote. Anyone. Everyone you know. Everyone your whole you know. Facebook friend list. There's yeah. A, there's a, according to 538, there's a 15% chance the Dems take the Senate. There's a 15% that Dems don't take the House. So, and that's how much percentage it was that Trump was going to win. So, it, it's anybody's game. It really is. So, just fucking vote. Just God. fucking vote. Yes. Damn it. Don't be a Brian Kemp. Yeah. Just vote. Yeah. Tell everybody you know, to vote. We're, the Dems are running on health care, and the Republicans <laughs> are fear mongering. Yeah, they're just, running on a caravan that's thousands of miles away and walking. Yeah. 900 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> yeah, Come on, 900. Guys. Sorry. Come on, guys. Although they may have like surpassed, maybe it's eight hundred ninety. Yeah. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All, All right. right. Until the end of democracy. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this was a very special episode of the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Bye. Vote. Betches.